Sup, guys. That's that's what I'm I'm doing that now. I'm saying sup, sup, guys. I'm not I'm not saying sup. I'm 38 years old for fuck's sake. Hey, everybody. It is Mark Bennett. This is the podcast. What's going on? What's happening? I'm uh, still in Kingston, but the Kingston condo here. They call it a condo, but it's really it's just a big fucking house. So, um, in case you don't know. Here's how it works. I probably should have explained it on the last podcast is uh, the comedians. When you go to a town, you go and do a comedy club. They used to put you up in hotel rooms. That was kind of, you know, the only thing to do. So people figured out, club owners figured out they could make more money if they rented or bought a condo and then had the comedians all stay together. So they don't have to pay three separate hotel rooms and then plus they own property they if they own a condo or a house even uh is in the case in kingston they own a big fucking house then you can then sell that house uh maybe later for a profit when the market is good and blah 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 blah. so that's what they do now and the unfortunate part of that is that you have to uh, spend time with the other comedians now, that sounds pretty shitty to say. Like, the guys I'm with right now, actually, I like a lot. They're very nice people. So this is super cool. But that does not always happen. Sometimes you stay with some real pieces of shit. And then you got to kind of bury yourself in your bedroom. And it just gets awkward and weird. So, you know, this place is pretty good. It's actually, he, uh, it's Kingston. So, you know, housing here is, it's not like... It, it doesn't cost you a lot to get a decent-sized house. You know, it's, Kingston's not a shithole. Kingston's a nice city. It's just that the real estate isn't insane like it is in some parts of Canada, like Toronto. So um, they actually have a big house here. It has three big bedrooms, and I have a TV in my room. I've hooked up a PlayStation 3. I have a PlayStation 4 at home. Come on, guys. I'm not a poor person, for Christ's sake. But I have a PlayStation 3 that I just bring here just in case it breaks. You know, I don't want to bring my... My, my PS4 here on the road and then something happens to it or it gets stolen, you know? So I'll bring my PS3 and play some old favorites, you know? Like right now I'm playing Red Dead Redemption. 38 years old, talking about video games. How does... But you know what? I'm okay with that. I am okay with that. A lot of people... They just... You think that when you're an adult you don't play video games. That is not the case anymore. Because... Video games were sort of invented for me, you know, like, not not Mark Bennett, but just in general, my age group. I know there were video games around a little bit before me, but I was there when Nintendo was introduced. It was, I was in grade uh, three, I think, and Nintendo came out, and me and my brother, we had to have it. We got Mike Tyson's punch out. We played the fuck out of that, and Mario Brothers. Let me tell you something about how good I was at Mike Tyson's punch out. There was no one. No one could even get to Tyson, let alone beat Tyson. Let me tell you something about this This uh, grade three Mark Bennett. Got to Tyson, beat Tyson. And not with any of these, like, up, down, left, right, A, B codes. You know what I mean? Where people people can type in cheat codes and shit like that. I did not have a cheat code. I just ran the full fucking gamut, you know? Soda Popinski, you know, uh, uh, who, who were the other guys? I, I was Little Mac, Little Mac. Hey, you know, my sister has a kid named Mac. Little Mac. I forgot. I should call him that. So anyway, uh, I was Little Mac, and I beat uh, uh, King Hippo and uh, uh, the Superstar. I think there was a guy named Superstar. Uh, I can't remember anybody else, but I beat the shit out of him, you know? 
kicked their asses. And then um, got to Tyson, and I beat that motherfucker. He was hard to beat. Like, I mean, you you didn't beat him every time, but I, I could do it. And uh, so I was at a party one time. Like, it was a birthday party, and, you know, the kid had Mike Tyson's punch out. And then the word on the street was uh, little Mark Bennett could beat Mike Tyson. And everybody was like, what? Some people didn't believe it. Some people, they were calling bullshit on that. You know, they were like, there's no way. No one, no one can beat Tyson. They made the game so that Tyson can't be beaten. This kid, there's no way he can do it. So I knew I could, but here's the thing. Like I said, you didn't beat him every single time necessarily. And now the whole party's gathered around. They're going to watch me like, literally run the table. I have, because since I didn't know any cheat codes, I had to play the game from the beginning, beat everyone in succession get to Tyson, and then beat him in front of everyone. And, like, this might not sound like a big deal, but, like, it's something I still remember. Because at the time, this was the most crucial event of my life. It it was going to set the course of my life, as far as I was concerned. And it probably did, you know, a little bit. It probably, my self-esteem and a lot of shit is probably derived straight from that moment. Anyway, I get to Tyson, you know, and, uh, it is a hard-fought match. Normally, either Tyson beats you immediately, or you find a way to beat him uh, in the third round. So, he, I, I'm avoiding all the stuff, but I don't get him as good as I want. I don't get as many punches in. So now I'm thinking, I don't, I, I don't know if I can beat this guy, because I've never gone this long in the fight with him. And then it gets to the end of the third round, and that's it. They call the third round... And it goes to a decision, which I didn't even know could happen in Mike Tyson's punch out. And all of the kids in my class are staring at the at the screen and the the decision comes out awarded to Little Mac. And fucking everybody went nuts. Like I I am sure that like look, I'm not I don't have the world's greatest self esteem. You know, I'm I'm but I I don't hate myself, you know? I'm probably not going to shoot myself in the face anytime soon, and I'll tell you why. Because at that birthday party, at Neil Crane's birthday party, I fucking beat Mike Tyson when I was called upon. You know, it's one thing to sit in the in, in the luxury of your own basement, you know, with nobody judging you, no one watching you, and then you beat Tyson, and you know, oh, I feel pretty good about myself. I had the pressure of every person staring holy fuck that's why i'm a comedian probably it's like it's, it's like i'm sitting on a therapist's couch just figuring out exactly what makes me tick and it was in fact that i just looked down at my recorder i was thinking i i've talked for seven minutes and i haven't recorded a goddamn thing have i but i am i'm on with you people nice to see you again here's that if you hear that creak and that's the bed here the bed in the small room is uh creaky but again I I choose this room because it it's the one that has the TV in it and uh you know I got the video games. So yeah, my I'm pretty sure a lot of my self-esteem is derived from cuz I I felt at that moment when the pressure's on, I can deliver, you know? When when it's when it's time, when it's crunch time, it's the clutch moment. It's game 7, you know? I'm at the plate, you know, fucking Randy Johnson's on the mound. You know, throwing 110 miles an hour, and I'm like, yeah, but dude, dude, it's me. It's Derek Jeter. It's Mark Bennett. 
I beat fucking Tyson, you know, when everybody was watching. It's that type of feeling if it felt like I could really beat Tyson. Yeah. It's nice. You make you make jokes, but it's nice that you came through. And I always like I've won a couple of stand up comedy contests, you know, and, and I'm sure it goes back to that. Like I wouldn't even I'm not the type of guy who would enter a contest of some kind and be judged. I don't I generally feel like that's not who I am as a person. But I think that particular experience early in life made me feel like you're not gonna cave under pressure. So even if you don't win that contest, you're not going to lose it on your own. You know what I mean? Because there's nothing fucking worse than when you lose because you choked. You know? So I, I, I don't feel like I choke, and I'm pretty sure it was because of that. Now what? Chicken or the egg, right? Maybe because, maybe because I, I'm not a choker, that's why I beat Tyson. Or maybe the Tyson thing, you know, eh, that's the thing that made me go... Believe in yourself, my friend. So I'm telling you out there, telling you out there is uh, if you're a kid, play your fucking video games, buddy. Get your get your confidence up. And if you're a parent, let your kid play the fucking video games. You know, again, my my wife is um, she's against the video games for for my kid. I mean, he's five months old, so you know, I'm against it too. You're not gonna I'm not gonna give him a goddamn joystick and give him a seizure watching all the fucking explosions going on. He's not gonna play GTA Five. He's a baby, you know. But I keep telling her when he's of age, like when his eyes are developed, because apparently they're not supposed to look at the screen. I'm watching hockey all the time. The kid is staring at fucking Sidney Crosby and Connor McDavid because that's what I'm staring at, and it's like lights and shit. So he's of course just he's enraptured by it he's got to stare at it and it's probably ruining him i'm probably ruining his eyeballs and his brain so i'm we're trying to limit it my wife uh doesn't even really like tv because whatever she likes books and shit but um i love tv i grew up on tv you know i i can't get enough of tv it's i love entertainment i fucking love entertainment i really do it's you know talking into the to, to Breaking Bad or the, the Walking Dead or fucking, you know, or movies, you know, like uh, like classic movies or like new movies or like action movies. I mean, you do something well, man. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to give you my time because what's life about? Life is about enjoying yourself as best you can. There's a lot of, a lot of shit going on, guys. A lot of tragedy, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, and as you get older, this is what you do is you you just you, you watch people, you know, get sick and die because that's the that's that's how life works. I'm not I'm not even talking about, you know, uh, premature death. I'm talking about the fact that as you get older, you know, people, you know, the older people that, you know, are even older than you. So they start dying and that sucks. And I don't know why I'm bringing this up. I don't want to fucking bum me out. But that's life. So what I'm saying is, you know, watch a bit of TV. Enjoy yourself. Don't let people make you feel too bad about, like, you know, rotting your brain. Or they, they didn't want to distract you, man. They want to, they want to keep you distracted from the real. And I was like, I'm, all this shit's coming out with these these Amish people now. Amish people, uh, you love talking about the Amish because you know they can't hear this shit. It's on the internet. When are you you guys fucking listen to this? Anyway, I'm not here bad mouthing the Amish. I don't know that much about them, but I do know they they keep talking about the Amish mafia. Like there's a TV show about it now and stuff. And because this is 
this is what happens. It's like uh, you know, you know, uh, if, if movies are correct, you know, uh, they it, uh, who's that guy from My Left Foot? You know, and uh, Leonardo DiCaprio was in a movie with him, and uh, I don't know something about Boston, the formation of Boston. You know, gangs of New- gangs, gangs of New York. Oh, so I guess that wasn't Boston. I guess it was probably New York. Anyway, gangs in New York. This is what happens when people don't have TV and movies and shit. They form gangs. They form mafias. You know, because they want they want things. They want uh, they want pleasure. You know, they want security. They want comfort. You know, so uh, their brain starts scheming. What can I do to make things good? Ah, I guess I'll uh, start up a mafia and take a bunch of shit and get some hookers and some fucking bootleg booze and shit, right? So, well, you know, you watch a movie, you know, Amish people, maybe get an iPhone, right? Maybe, maybe then you're not going to uh, start a mafia or or start breeding dogs. They they breed dogs. Me and my my wife were looking for uh, a dog a little while ago. Uh, and uh, she wanted a Labradoodle because they're supposed to be hypoallergenic. Now, now we're wives aren't smarter. There's no such thing as a hypoallergenic animal. People think that, like say a, a hairless cat or a poodle or a Labradoodle because they don't shed. But you see, all the dander, the dander in the fur is not necessarily the problem. You know, it's not about the shedding. It's the saliva, you see. It's... uh a dog's most of a, the allergen in animals is in the saliva. So in dogs, it's in their drool and they're fucking licking your face. And uh, in cats, it's because they lick themselves. Their dander, you know, has just got a lot of saliva in it. So it's, um, you know, make it. My wife's a huge asthmatic. <laughs> huge. <laughs> make it sound like like she's a, she's a fan of asthma. She's a huge asthmatic. Holy fuck! You should see this girl and her asthma. Woo! She signs and stuff. You know, she's always. Anyway, she's a an asthmatic, and um, we unfortunately were too dumb at the time to know what we know now about the spit, and uh, we got the dog thinking it would be okay for my wife. It was not okay. She had to lock herself uh, in the bedroom for the weekend we had the dog while I scrambled to find a new owner for this dog that we had just purchased, um, and I, the dog had a great home, ended up with this super rich family, this... this uh, this Lebanese woman, pretty woman, came in her SUV, her fancy fucking Audi SUV, picked up the dog, and uh, apparently she had a couple of kids, and they all they already had another sweet dog. So I was sure this puppy was going going to a nice home, better than our home. You know, we were in a, in a eight hundred square foot apartment. There was it was probably for the best, probably for the best. Anyway, my wife would have died, so let's go with it was for the best. But the way I got to this is that we picked up this dog from uh, an Amish farm. So we, we, we thought we were going out to like a, a breeder, which apparently you shouldn't even really do. You shouldn't really go for breeders. And uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't know the morals or the ethics about it, but basically go get a dog from a shelter, you know, go get a dog from a pound, something like that. Don't go to a breeder. It, it, it perpetuates uh, the, something that we shouldn't be doing. I, at least that's what I think. And, um, but at the time I get, you know, Hey, you, you, you're ignorant for a while and then you're enlightened. Now we're enlightened people. You know, we were ignorant, ignorant fucks. So we went and we, um, we tried to get a dog 
That would be good for my wife's allergy. So we look it up. They say Labradoodles, great apartment dogs. You know, we got an apartment. We got a, a woman who can't breathe in this apartment. Let's uh, get this hypoallergenic apartment dog. And um, but where are you going to get that fucking thing? You don't just you don't just get to choose at the pound. So we we looked up a breeder and we went out to this breeder's house. So we thought. And as we're driving there, it's fucking horse buggies. You know. All right, it's people here now. I'm going to take a break. All right, Christ, where was I? It's two fucking o'clock in the morning now. It's two o'clock in the morning because the other comics came home and I was, you know, I was in the condo and I was shouting into a microphone uh, about, you know, well, I don't know, I think the Amish. And it just, it's awkward, you know, the other comics come in. I don't want to be in the bedroom, you know, just uh, doing my thing and you know, they're out in the living room. It's just, that's just weird, right? That's just weird. I don't like to be judged. Yeah, even it's a terrible profession I chose if I don't like to be judged. But anyway, was I fucking talk? I was talking about the Amish and um, yeah. So me, me and the wife were gonna go get this Labradoodle dog, and uh, as we're driving up there, it's like a horse and buggy carriage, and people with weird hats. And I said, Sarah, I think we're in like fucking Amish country here. And she was like, no, it can't be. And sure enough, we go to a goddamn farm. And, and it makes no sense because we, we got the dog online. We went to a website. The Amish, they don't, they're, they're, you're only allowed to like butter churn and shit. You can't, you're not allowed to use electricity. So uh, we show up and there's this nice lady. Uh, she starts, hey, I'll, I'll take you over to the dogs. And, uh. I ask her, I'm like, wait, we got to your website, so I don't want to be, you know, I'm, I'm not wrong, am I? You're not allowed to do the website. And she was like, oh, no, no, uh, we, don't, we don't do the website. We have friends who do the website for us, and then we tell them what to put on. And I'm like, you know, I didn't say it, but that's, that's fucking using it. You have a website. You sell dogs on a website. You use electricity. You use the modern world. Like, I hate these fucking rules, you know? It's like, um, I was watching this thing on, uh, on, uh, I think it's the, uh, the Jewish Sabbath, right? I, it, listen, I'm, I'm ignorant, right? I don't know a lot of your rules and your customs, so if I'm getting shit wrong, you know, it, sorry, but I, I just don't know. I'm I'm not religious myself. Grew up Roman Catholic. Don't don't believe in anything anymore. Um, so I might not get shit right. But anyway, uh, the Jews aren't allowed to use electricity on one of the days of the week. I shouldn't have even started this. I don't know. It's just that, like, I go to a hospital. We were at uh, me and the wife. We went to Mount Sinai Hospital um, to have the kid, and uh, they let other people in other than Jews, and that's nice of them, you know? I, <laughs> I don't know how it exactly works and why we were at Mount Sinai Hospital, but there we were. And one of the elevators was reserved for uh, the Sabbath. And what it is is the elevator operates on its own. It stops at every floor and opens its doors, and then you can get on and then it just goes up a floor, opens the door, goes up a floor, opens the door. And that way, the Jews don't have to press the button. 
so they're not technically using electricity. And I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake. You know, let's just drop this. Get in the elevator and press the button. It's, it's 2016 at the time. You know, it's 2017 now, but at the time it was 2016. Just press the fucking button. Like, just, I hate rules that make no goddamn sense. You know? I don't know. Maybe there's a really important rule. Uh, maybe if the Jews use electricity, you know, it, uh, a bunch of poor people don't get any money. I don't. Maybe the, if maybe there's a good reason. Maybe one of you can tell me what that really good reason. You know what? Don't fucking tell me. I don't care. I don't give a shit. I I find most religion to be not uh, my cup of tea. So whatever your explanation is, I doubt I'll care for it. And um, you know. And if you say it to my face, I'm probably going to be nice about it, and I'll pretend like I give a shit. But I won't give a shit. I just don't care. All I know is doctors and nurses and shit, uh, or even people who have people in the hospital, you know, maybe time is of the essence in some situations, and uh, you shouldn't be waiting for people to get on an elevator that is automated because you can't press the fucking button because you're not supposed to use electricity. It's just for fuck's sake, right? Anyway, the Amish, that's the thing. You got a website. You got a website, you Amish lady. Don't pretend like you don't. I'm getting this dog from your stupid fucking website. So anyway, we uh, we go in to look at the dogs, and that's this, this is when I start feeling weird. Well, I mean, I feel weird anyway. We're in Amish country, but I... The dogs are in pens. Like, there's so many of them. You know? And I'm like, what? They're breeding like a shit ton of dogs. Anyway, we pick out a cute one. And they're all pretty cute, the puppy dogs. But I'm feeling weird. I don't like it. You know, there's the the parents, the mother dogs are are in a different crate. And you can tell they're, like, going nuts trying to find their baby dogs. And I don't feel good. And I know I don't feel good. And I don't don't like it. And then I did research after. I always fucking do research after. You got to be proactive it actually taught me a good lesson, you know. The way Mike Tyson's punch out gave me self-esteem. Uh, buying this dog has made me a proactive researcher. I uh, I didn't feel right about it, so I, uh, uh, I I looked it up, and of course, it's not right. You know, like a lot of vets and a lot of uh, animal rights people, they they don't like dog breeders, of course, and they don't like certain types of dog breeders. And, and, and the, the Amish dog breeders, at least in our area of Canada, uh, not a real good reputation. Uh, people don't really dig what they're doing. And, um, you know, I like animals and shit. You know, I'm, uh, I, eat, I eat like a vegan and uh, I, don't, I don't, uh, don't really... I don't want any any bad shit going on, so I hated the idea that I contributed to this thing, you know? Um, getting on this this sly Amish website, picking up a dog, you know, that uh, they shouldn't be breeding over there. Anyway, the point is, go get a fucking dog at a, at, at a, a pound, but make sure your wife won't die first, you know? And um, we have a cat now. We, we picked up a cat. Uh, she's not really allergic to cats which is great uh it's it's just a different thing i mean if i keep unless i got to keep the apartment fairly clean if i don't my wife starts getting a bit of asthma and you know if you actually wipe cats down with like a damp cloth they don't they don't love it when you do it but if you wipe a cat with a damp cloth they don't lick themselves very much 
and um, they lick themselves to keep clean. So if you if you wipe them down with the cloth, it really keeps a lot of the spit away, and uh, it helps uh, with the allergies. Just a little tip, you know. If you want to uh, keep the asthmatics ticking, just uh, you know, wipe down your fucking cats. Anyway, it's a bit weird. I'm I'm back in my car and I'm uh, screaming into a mic at two o'clock in the morning. I was just watching a Golden State Warrior game, and uh, you know, I'm back into the Warriors now. I was I was off Durant when they picked up Kevin Durant. I was like, yeah, it's just you made. You had the greatest team of all time, basically, and then you got probably the best player in the NBA and then stuck him on that team. It's kind of like it ruined basketball for a while, but now who gives a fuck? You know, let's just watch and uh, see him shoot some three-pointers and shit. It's, it's, it's good stuff. But anyway, it's going pretty well here at the condo with the, the two guys. I like the guys. I'm going to record Evan's CD, actually. Uh, I think I said this last podcast, but... Um, it's cool because now I got this fancy gear that I paid way too much for and uh, with my Zooms. But now I have an excuse to have it because if I'm recording comics CDs, you know, for them, I, I'll charge them a couple hundred bucks or something, you know, and I'll, um, that'll offset my costs. So that's pretty, that's pretty fucking good. I bailed early tonight after the show, you know. Sometimes you like to, you stick around, you have a, a beer or two. Um, but I'm getting fat, like... If you saw me, you'd be like, "Oh, go fuck yourself! You're not fat." And I know I'm not fat. I'm actually I'm I'm underweight. I'm pretty I'm pretty lean. I'm I'm live, you know. I'm uh, svelte. No, but I, I like I'm I'm getting to the point where I'm I'm a little skinny fat. Like I go to the gym as much as I can, but um, I'm still not I'm not a big guy. And the more beer I drink and the older I get, the more I get a spare tire. But it's like a, it's a, it's a bad spare tire. It's like a tapeworm, you know? It's because it's not a nice roundy round. You know how guys get that big beer gut? Well, I get a just literal, the spare tire, but not like a, not like a a tire of a car, you know? Like a, like a 10 speed bike tire, a thin gross little strip just going all the way around the hips and um yeah like a tapeworm you know that's not a good look for anybody i don't care who you are no one pulls off tapeworm you know so uh i gotta stop drinking the beer so i kind of bailed a little bit early too and um plus one of the comics he uh a friend of his came by and you know we're you know, some days you just you just don't have it in you to uh, to talk to people, talk to new people. It's like I got the two guys at the at the condo now. You know, this is who we're talking to right now, and and we're gonna bring another comic into the mix who I don't know. And he's not like he's not a comic anymore. He's he used to be a comedian, so now he teaches. You know, and I I really don't. I didn't have a lot to say to him. Seemed like an an okay guy, but. He had a little too much confidence, you know? Like, and it's not that good for him. You know, maybe, maybe he won a lot of Mike Tyson punch-outs. Maybe, maybe he had a lot of parties. But good for him to have some confidence. And I'm not saying that's why uh, that I had to leave. I just, it's just the people with the confidence who are going to have these big, loud conversations, you know? You got to get up for that shit. 
and I had just done a show, and I just, I just, I wasn't ready to be up. I wasn't ready to be like, hey, oh yeah, man, woo. I was, I was just, it's like, yeah, I used to do comedy. That's that's fantastic. I still do it. Um, you probably have a much better life than me. See you later. And because um, the thing is, people who stop doing it, and God love them, you know. I know why you stop. I should. I'm not gonna, but I should. Uh, people who stop, they they talk about it like they're still, you know, in it. They talk about it like a, like they're on the road, and they want to like trade war stories and shit like that. And you're like, uh, you don't want to be a dick, you know. But you don't do it anymore and you haven't done it in years and years and and you you weren't re- maybe not really even doing it at the time like if the guys like he's had an hbo special or something yeah okay you did you did some shit you know maybe we can talk but like you know you were an amateur comic who ended up middling for a while and uh, you know you just and then you you gave it up 15 years ago i don't have uh i find it difficult to humor that but i try you know i'm a I'm a uh, well-bred Canadian boy, you know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna sit there and smile, and that—that's why I have to go. Cause the strain on your face to try to humor people—it take that takes a that takes some mental fortitude, and I didn't have it tonight. I just didn't have the uh, the energy to do it. You know, like say if somebody gives you a bad Christmas present, you know, and you're just. You're just grinning. You're like, oh, hey, how you doing? You know, your your great aunt comes in from, I don't know, buttfuck Arkansas. And then you're just, oh, hey. Oh, yes, yeah, it's cold outside. You just, that shit takes a lot out of me. Humoring people. Like that elevator talk. You, you know, just small talk in elevators and stuff. I get tired. I get tired after it. Uh, she's like, oh, woo. I'm how are you today? You know, or however people small talk. I don't exactly know how it goes. I don't do it very well. Anyway, I'll tell you about the show. Show was good. Show was good tonight. Um, the show's been good all week. Uh, Wednesday was my favorite. Thursday, yeah, it was fine. And Friday was good again. It was good again tonight. Uh, I'm going to give it an A-. minus. That's what I'm going to give. Me and Tom discussed it. Last night we called it a B. We're going to call this an A-. minus. Pretty, pretty good. Pretty good. Like the shows in Kingston. And, um... Get to go back home tomorrow. I'm gonna go back home and see my baby. And I don't I don't mean that in the uh, R&B sense. I'm not talking about my wife. I'm talking about my actual... I have an actual baby. So, like I say, I'm gonna go home and see my baby. That sounds a bit weird. Because he's a boy. I'm gonna go home and see my boy. That sounds better. Instead of my baby, my boy. I'm going to go see Mr. Sam, and um, that should be all right. That's the great thing about the Kingston Club. On They do they used to do two shows. See, they do one at 8 and one at 10.30. And um, because Kingston doesn't have a giant comedy population, uh, not a lot of audience members, they cut out the late show. So that kind of sucks in that, uh, you know, we're doing one less show. But what's good about it is they left the Saturday early show at 8. So that that's the one they kept. So the show's over 9.30. I get to drive right back. I go right back to Toronto after, uh, it's just about two and a half hours. 
I just get in the car, you know, standing ovation, blah, and then just, you know, ride that wave all the way home, you know? You don't get standing ovations uh, very often in Canada. I've seen a couple. I've been part of a couple, you know, but never like one of those full-on United States, uh, yeah, I, I just, the United States, they're, they're very, they're, they're a um, celebratory people, you know, they it's nice when you do comedy down there. People, um, people really get behind it. They jump up, they, woo! They get to ask for autographs after the show. Like Canada, people, it's very rare that somebody wants to have an autograph. People take pictures sometime, but in the states, the first thing is like, "Hey, can I have an autograph?" And you're like, "Oh, don't you know I'm a piece of shit? You don't, you don't know that, but you're not down there." Because if you do comedy down there and you do well on stage, it's just a matter of time, you know, before you uh, before you get a show. There's a, another car next to me now. It's pulled up and it's dropping people off and it's freaking me out because it's 2 o'clock in the morning. And uh, if I get killed trying to do this fucking podcast, I'll tell you what. And the thing is, you won't even hear this. It's not like it gets posted. You know, to iTunes on its own. I got to do that shit. So, because that'd be, that'd be kind of cool if it was on, like, you know, you could just hear it and then you, and then that's, you heard me get killed. I mean, that's, that's an event right there. You know, I'd die, but I'd, I'd probably end up getting famous. But the fact is, nobody would ever hear this podcast. Is who's posting it? You know, my five month old baby boy. Oh, this just got tragic. Got tragic. He died in Kingston at 2 a.m. And he's got a baby boy. Anyway, if you're listening to this, don't worry. I'm okay. I survived. Though I don't know if I have my sanity. I think I should probably go to bed. You know, there's really no need to continue this rant. I think this is good enough for uh, for a podcast right now. I will say this, though. The guys at uh, the condo, they've been saying, because I'm ranting and raving about everything is what I do. I try to reel it in a little bit. I don't want to be somebody who monopolizes all the conversation. I don't want to yell and scream all the time. I, I try to. But when I speak, it comes out in kind of a fiery rant, no matter what I'm talking about. And they seem to like it, the guys. And to the point where they've said, this is the more of the types of stuff we want to see on stage. And I've heard that before. You know, the podcast is a bit of an outlet for me to do that. On stage, I'm a little more reserved. I talk a little um, less violently, you know, than I, than I do probably in real life. I don't know. I, I kind of want to get into it, but I don't want to pigeonhole myself into some kind of ranting ranter, you know. Dennis, uh, what was his fucking name? Dennis Miller. I don't want to get off on a rant here, people. You know? That guy turned into some kind of Republican right-wing nut job because he met George Bush Jr. or something. He's like, ah, he's a nice guy, you know? I think that's what happened. I don't know. Maybe he was always Republican. I don't fucking know. I don't know. Well, if he's Republican, I wonder what he thinks about Donald Trump. I don't give a shit. I don't care what Dennis Miller thinks about Donald Trump fuck's sake and i'm delirious like i didn't get a lot of sleep last night and it sucks because 
I'm finally away from the baby for a few nights, so I should be sleeping it up. But for some reason, I can't sleep very well. Maybe the baby has trained me no longer to sleep. And uh, I'm going to go home all fucking tired. I'm going to go home tired. So, once again, thanks for listening. I appreciate it. You guys are like, uh, you're like my diary, you know. It makes me feel like um, I got something to do. Like When you come home from a show, that's kind of a weird feeling. You know, you uh, you go to do the show. If it goes pretty well, that's great. You know, everyone's like, woo. And then you go from a really high-energy level situation, and then you just come home, and it's quiet. And maybe you'll watch, you know, a basketball game on TV, and, you know, maybe you'll look at uh, – Maybe you'll look at the computer. Maybe it'll, you know, maybe there'll be some adult material on there. I'm not saying I'm not judging you. I don't know what you do as a person who performs comedy and then goes home and does whatever. But all I know is that I kind of like having, you know, something to do. I like doing these things. I like I like using my gear and talking into my mics and and and, and posting it, you know, and putting things on like SoundClouds and and Lisbons or Libsons and iTunes and and using the old computation devices it's kind of nice you know and uh if you're listening I appreciate it you got to know I appreciate you as people with ears listening to my voices thank you so much and I will uh I'll see you again right well I'll speak to you again right all right seriously I'm gonna go take a nap now All right, bye-bye. Later on, everybody.